Today we enter into the season of Lent, a season that celebrates life as we know it. And it is kicked off by Ash Wednesday. I can recall growing up, going to Ash Wednesday services, and as the pastor would put the mark of the cross on my forehead, they would say things like, ash to ash and dust to dust, which does not sound like a celebration of life at all, but what it called to my mind was a sense of frailty, a sense of morality, which I have come to realize was the point. Because before we can truly appreciate the life uh, that Jesus has in store for us, the new life that Jesus desires for us through our resurrection, we must first acknowledge the life that we are currently in. I'm reminded as you look through scriptures and hear of people mourning how they would cover themselves in ashes. And as we look at our current world, as we look at around, as we turn on our televisions and our radios, as we look at our social media accounts, as we listen to our neighbors, we know scarcity. We know fear. We know division. We, we know hate. We know dashed hopes. We know brokenness. And as we look at our world, for many of us, we can't help but sit and cover ourselves in the ashes of mourning. I was looking at a book recently entitled The Signature of Jesus. It's a book by Brennan Manning, and in it he he addresses the idea of Paschal spirituality, which he says essentially, it is our daily death to sin, selfishness, dishonesty, and degrading love in order to rise to the newness of life. He calls to our memory in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where it says, It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me, and the life I now live in this flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is what the season of Lent is all about. As the as author Brendan Manning continues to discuss this idea, he unpacks it with seven different characteristics that I think we should look at and that can direct us through this season of Lent as we address the world in which we find ourselves and prepare ourselves for the newness of life that comes through the resurrection in this time of Lent. The first characteristic is that it is Christ-centered. This is that call, this is that as we look at our world, as we look at our own selves, Because that is what this season of Lent is truly about, is self-reflection. As we look at our own lives, we have to acknowledge those ways in which we have become egocentric, we have become self-centered, those ways in which we have failed to live out what we are called to do. Which is in Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. The second characteristic that that Manning lays out for us is that it is always communal. He points out to us that while, yes, for many people, faith is something that is personal, it is never private. 
Because your faith is what directs how you live out your life. And so this is a call for us to look into our, at ourselves, look at our own lives and how we are living and look at how our lives are influencing others in faith. Look at how our lives reflect what it is that we believe. Because as it's always been said, so often we can say what we believe, but what does our life show that we believe? Because that's probably a fair barometer. The third characteristic is that it believes in redemption. It believes in hope. It has optimism with it. That though we may look at the world and become disheartened, though we may look at the world and sit in our mourning ashes, we have not given up on the world because we know that God is at work in the world. So maybe we need to look and address the fact of where we are. Do we possess hope that God is at work even in the here and now, that God is longing to redeem the world and everything in it? The fourth characteristic is that we consider ourselves to be crucified with Christ. That our response to Christ's forgiveness is an obedience to God. Where God or Christ says to give up all of your worldly longings and follow him. Where Christ says no greater love is this that a friend would lay down his life for one another. As Christians, we no longer work to protect our own personal rights, but we fulfill our responsibilities to the service of the kingdom of God. The fifth characteristic is that it is joyful and optimistic. That, that our, our lives as Christians are anchored in hope. Always looking forward. Always with the joy. Not because that everything that's going on in our world is great and wonderful, but because we may not know the future, but we know who holds the future. And so we live in joy and optimism and trusting our very lives and our very world to God. The sixth characteristic is, is that it promotes unity over uniformity. I talked about this a few weeks ago, but the fact that mature Christian faith, it appreciates this variety. It appreciates a variety of thoughts, of personalities that make up the church. This is why we have the body of Christ as our imagery, that we can't all be a nose, we can't all be an eye, we can't all be an ear, but what we are called to do is serve our purpose. That we're not all called to look the same, speak the same, vote the same, or even act the same. But we are called to be on one accord in our service to God, which is loving God and loving one another. And the seventh characteristic is that it regards persons as free. That we, that we stop trying to control and manipulate each other. And sometimes we, that we may even try to secure our own faith by forcing others to look, act, believe just as we do. We, we try to say, well, if everybody falls in line with me, then my faith must be right. And the reality is, is no, just because everybody falls in line with you, they may also be following a false gospel, a false narrative. We must remember that unity is not uniformity, but what we are called to do is follow the example set by God, which calls to question, how are you doing loving people and loving God? This is what we are to pursue over the season of Lent. For these 40 days, as we hear in, the devo in a devotional written by Brendan Manning, he says, death and resurrection 
are not one-time events that occur only at the end of our journey. They are the pattern of our lives day after day. So each time we let go of the past to embrace the future, we relive this journey of Jesus in our flesh. Each time we allow our fears, our selfishness, to die, we break through to a new life. Each time we open ourselves to the Spirit so that we can break down the walls of suspicion and bitterness, we come home to ourselves and the, the community and to the Lord. These are words in, the, in their devotional entitled These 40 Days by Brennan Manning and John Hegel. It is my hope, it is my desire that over these 40 days, we remember that we are ashes, we are dust, but that we are called to the newness of life as we seek to live the calling that Christ has placed on our lives, as we seek to live out a Christ-centered life in community with one another, believing in redemption, seeking to be crucified with Christ in joyful optimism, not seeking to promote unity or uniformity rather, but to promote unity and regarding people as free. As we go forth seeking to be a better disciple today than we were yesterday. Let that be our focus this Lenten season. How we may grow in Christ, grow in love, and be better servants to our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen.